Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. On the field, hell, fire and brimstone. Off it, now, a deep thinker, a changed man and his personal evolution remains a work in progress. But who is Brett White? Who was Brett White? Who is? Oh, who is? Yeah. Who is Brett White? Um, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know myself. No, he's... Um, <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, yeah, um, very passionate, um, very passionate to what I do. Yeah. Um, it's a hundred percent. Um, I'm, yeah, I'd like to think a very growth mindset and, and, um, there to, certainly there to give back. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I love to, to give back to the game that's gave me so much. I, yeah, you know, I, I can't, I didn't come from a lot, like a lot of, a lot of footballers, you know, the, the broken home, all that. Yep. Yeah. You know, those sort of stories that you hear in rugby league. Um, but yeah, footy's given, given me so many things that, yeah, you know, I'm so passionate about trying to give back um, to that. I'm also, yeah, you know, a, a father, loving father and a husband. And um, yeah. And, and I think I, when it's footy season, it's all footy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's uh, there isn't too much outside of that actually, um, which I don't know is a good thing or a bad thing. The growth mindset uh, piqued my interest there because, as we are all learning, as we all get older, and sadly we are, um, we're probably learning more now than we ever have about ourselves and about the rest of the world. Yeah, it's something that it's really been um, really been interesting. Uh, to myself about the the mind, you know, in in our game and in in you know, rugby league that you know we've for so many years we've looked at the physical side of the game, mm. you know, the, the introduction of you know, things like GPS and training systems and and um, you know, weights, you know, 
edition of that. Um, you know, even the tactics, the physical tactics of you know the block plays and yep. the whatever sort of styles of plays, and then you you know the defensive, the tackles, and the you know that's all involved. But I think there's so much more um, to come, and it comes from the mental side of our game um, and that mental growth. So I'm, I'm I'm a student of that. I love it. The whole mindfulness type um, learnings um, and what that brings uh, to a footballer. Um, to a coach, to a person, to a leader. Yep. Um, so, yeah, really, really interested in, in that whole side of, um, yeah, inside and outside of football. Let's go back to the start, mate. A, a Cooma kid. Tell us about growing up in and around Cooma in the 80s. Yeah, well, I only went to school at Cooma. I played footy at Cooma. I actually come from a small country town called Berridale. Yep. Um, I, I, I grew up mostly in, actually, in Jindabyne. Um, I, uh, uh, Grew up with a in a with a single single mum. Mum worked really hard to to um, yeah provide for yep. us. I, I spent most of my time growing up actually with my my grandparents. Okay. Um, um, yeah, my my dad. I still had a, a fair bit of, to do with him. He had um, a horse riding business down in the south coast. So every school holidays, I, I used to go down there and um, and work for him. Um, so growing up, I think when I look back now, I think. Yeah, some of my values have come from you know, as as always is um, when as growing up of, of you know, how you grew up and, and what you've done in your childhood and absolutely um, yeah my my school holidays were never we, we never got to go on school holidays uh, or holidays away um, it was work it was yep. working in the family business um, and I think that that was really the driver for, for who I am now is you know, the yeah, the hard working and um, you know, getting things done, and and we actually had a, a horse riding business where which I, I grew up teaching people how to ride horses. So I think, you know, looking back at that now, I, I, it's it's given me the tools as a you know, that I use you know, every day as a coach. You know, you're not only coaching people how to do things, but also um, you know the ability to you know, work people out and and, yep. and um, yeah. yeah as you imagine, if you've got a horse riding business, there's always uh, you know, people that are coming through the gates telling you how good you, they can ride a horse, but they turn up in shorts and yeah. uh, runners, and, and straight away you've got to, got to realise that you know, they're probably they're, they're telling you more than um, what they can actually, they're yeah. capable of. Um, or the, you know, sometimes you get the, the you know, girl that'll come through and she says, oh, I'm not real confident, I haven't ridden for a while, but she's got all the horse riding gear and you know she's probably... You know, can ride a horse yeah. quite well, so it's it's that um, you know working people out that interpersonal side of that. Um, but but definitely uh, my childhood's given me the the tools um, that yeah you know, I use every day now. What are your first footy memories? Uh, in the snow. Uh, That's cool. Down at yeah yeah at, at Cooma, um, uh, you'd have. Uh, yeah, you'd play in tracksuit tracksuit pants. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, beanies under headgear. <laughs> uh, half time spent with hands in warm water buckets. Uh, it, it was great. We, um, yeah, footy was a com- real community thing. Um, I, I never. It wasn't until you know, later on around my twenties that it was even yeah you know, that I was any. I think I, that I was any good at it or, or sort of thought about. You know, at it as a career, it was always a connection to people. Okay. Um, you know, my, my best footy memories around you know, that 
sort of under under fourteens, under fifteens, where you know the coach had a farm and and um, would all play, and then we'd go out to his farm and have a big fire and and chase chase rabbits around on the back of a ute, and, cool. and um, yeah, as a team and as as just as experienced as a young kid at at um, yeah, and, and football was a catalyst to to bring all that together. Dragons gave you your first chance. Do you recall how that came about? Who spotted you and how you got there? Um, it, was, it was sort of, uh, it wasn't really, I was, I was just lucky, I guess, that I'd, I'd moved to Sydney to, to do an apprenticeship um, as a plumber. So football wasn't even a thing while I'd moved up there. I I'd, I'd, I'd was just living uh, with the guy that had gave me an apprenticeship. I was just working um, and... Um, I was actually underage in the pub on a Friday, as, <laughs> as um, you know, back in the day you, you would do after yeah. work as a, as a young apprentice. And um, they come around selling raffle tickets for a local footy club and um, said, I don't know anyone. And maybe that's, yeah, you know, maybe I'll get back and play footy and um, you know, get to know some people up here so I can you know, uh, meet some people and, yeah. and, and friends and whatnot. So I said, I haven't got any money to buy a raffle ticket, but I'll come and have a run for you guys. And uh, so I went up to training and it, it, I still remember that first session at, at Hurstville United. There you go. Uh, it was certainly, I was, I was fresh out of the country. I was a, I was a real, real country boy and um, thrown into there and uh, I didn't even know what a leb was at the time and I remember them all calling each other lebs. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. What's this? And uh, pulled one aside, and he said, "Well, Leb, you know, like we're all Lebanese." I know, okay, right? Huh? And um, they uh, they took a real liking to me because I was so different. I was, I was yeah, you know, I, I wasn't that uh, the city guy, I was a country guy, and um, yeah, you know, there's some some great times there, learning different cultures, and uh, as you can imagine, it was a yeah, the, the, the just so opposites to to the environment I was in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, come through there. Um, yeah, I just played local footy and got yeah come through in the St George system and uh, spent six years at the Dragons. Um, yeah, just got just got picked up through there and asked to come and trial and play and and whatnot. And um, yeah, it was a great great time um, coming through, living in Sydney as a mm. as a young country boy and uh, yeah, growing a real growth period. Our lives, when we look back on them, seem to be bracketed into those sliding doors moments and whether you don't walk through or do walk through the doors. I reckon yours was the end of 04. You had Luke Bailey, Jason Riles in front of you at St George Illawarra. You just wanted a chance. Melbourne is probably the one club any young bloke would most love to hear from, and you did. Yeah, it was funny. I, I, 
Yeah, I'd spent two years in SG ball, two years in under 20s, uh, two years in reserve grade. And unfortunately, the two years in reserve grade, I was, I was injured. Like you said, I had, had some quality um, forwards in front of me. And it was probably a, this moment where you know, I hadn't played enough games to really you know, uh, warrant someone giving me a, giving me a contract or an yeah. opportunity and, and whatnot. And um, I, I clearly remember the, the phone call and where I was when I got it, um, Craig Bellamy ringing. And uh, mate, it, it was real clear. He, get, he, he rung and said, mate, um, there's an opportunity if you want to come down here and work hard, um, I'll give you an opportunity to, to play footy. And um, that was it. That was that was all it took. It was that one phone call, and um, I packed up the bags and got down to Melbourne as quick as I could, and started the preseason uh, the end of '04. Um, and yeah, the greatest move ever. Um, and and to his to his credit, yeah, he's he's word that if if I worked hard and, and I knew yeah. my, my values, I, I knew that was gonna that that was a part something I could do. I couldn't I couldn't pass a ball, and I was. Uh, but I could work hard and I could uh, learn how to tackle, um, yeah, any system. And, and that was easy and, and yeah, and the, the rest goes on. First impressions of the storm? Um, well, I got thrown into a footy house. Uh, I took my partner down there um, and into a footy house. And it, that was an interesting experience. Who were the going- roomies? Uh, Antonio Cafusi, uh, who, who was the first one, uh, James McDonald, uh, Josh yeah. Graham was another one. Yeah. And, uh, and that was the first experience. And, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting so it was, yeah, not being a single guy in that, in that, in that house. And, um, yeah, it says a lot about you know, Craig's coaching that uh, he pulled me into the office. You know, I'd only been down there a couple of months and, um, and he asked me a few questions and within about – Five ten minutes, he uh, he'd worked out that he needed to get myself and my partner out of that house yes. and, uh, <laughs> and a place on their own, and yeah. um, that's yeah. I think that's yeah, a credit to good you know, coaching is, yeah. is understanding people's needs and and, and that time and um, yeah, it was it was great. We we got out of there and but um, to sum sum up how you know my first experience down there, it, it was tough. It was it was yeah, physically mentally. Yeah. Uh, challenging, uh, but very rewarding. In and around this time, a group of four young players were making a name for themselves. Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, Greg Inglis, Cooper Cronk. Do you know straight away when you see them that I guess these are next-level guys or, or did they surprise you? Well, it was funny. Like um, a guy like Cooper Cronk at the time, he, he wasn't a halfback. He was a That's you right. know, he was a utility on the bench. He was coming on as lock and as a hooker and and whatnot. So yeah, he, he was a you knew he was a you know, a decent player, but he was a utility at the time. Yeah, um, you go to a kid like Greg Inglis, and you only had to watch him train, and you know the way he would kick a ball or catch a ball or do whatever he wanted to at training. So yeah, you knew he was always going to be mm. special. Um, I guess Cameron was ahead of his time. Um, at, at the time, yeah, he was always going to be good. And then, then Billy, um, yeah, he, he was an interest, interesting one back then. Yeah, he was a, he was a good footballer. He was, he was fast. Um, but, yeah, to see him mature and grow over those years was, um, yeah, what took him from a, a good footballer to, to yeah, one of our best. Four grand finals across four years, 06, 07, 08, 09, 
Jeez, there's a lot to unpack here. Let's start with Brisbane in 06, a 15-8 loss. Brisbane teetering on the threshold of reversing that trend. Play by seven to Siebert, running from Dummy Hart, Berrigan, then it's with Lockie, and now it's with Parker, now it's away for Casey Maguire. Loads it down the back. It's out for Lockie. Lockie away for Carroll. Carroll into Tate. Here's a try. Tate goes in. Did the corner post go? I don't think so. Brent Tate scores. Brent Tate scores. What stands out from the day? They're forward back. I bet. <laughs> I, I still remember lining up, uh, lining up for a kick off, and 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 looking up, and they were, they, yeah, the ball was pointed to my side as a front row to take the, the kick out, kick off, and um, yeah, looking up, and you got you know, Shane Webke, uh, Petro Sivanasiva, Tony Carroll, Dane Carlaw, um, Brad Thorne. They were monsters. Yes, they were absolute monsters, and um, yeah, thinking, what am I going to do here, like? Just a little boy from a small country town. (laughs) Where am I going to run? Where am I going to hide? Hey, legends, we're getting close to 500 episodes. 500 episodes of Rugby League Gold that you can't or won't find anywhere else. The best thing about Unfiltered, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. You can listen to any episode at any time. It'll make sense. Time to download the entire library of legends. Where's the halfback? Yeah, so um, that's that's probably the, the the biggest memory I've got is, is standing there that moment, looking up to see that forward pack that you know, I've got to carry a ball into that. That 06 grand final, a low scoring one, rarely mentioned as one of the the great games. Gee, that was brutal. Uh, well, it looked brutal. Was it as brutal on the field as as what it looked? The other funny thing, I, I don't actually remember a lot of. Um, during games moments, okay, um, which is an issue. Like I, I, bits and pieces, but um, I, I can't really, yeah, remember um, a, a lot of it. Uh, which is a funny thing, and I, yeah, I look back at the mental side of the game, and maybe when you, when you're in um, in the flow of things, how things just flow for you, and and you don't actually take it in. Which oh, I don't know is a good thing or a bad thing. Do you remember games you won? And moments from within games, I wonder if it's part of the subconscious that you you just block it out. I lost the game. I don't want to remember it. Yeah, I think so. I think you know, there, there, there are some parts that stand out, but um, I don't know. Maybe it's a, a memory loss. The, yeah. the head knocks it. It's not being very bright. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not really sure, but there's a lot of things I, I yeah, don't, don't actually remember, and I, I put it down to that. As a player, I was just in the moment there and then yeah. and wasn't worried about, you know, wasn't thinking about taking too much in. It was just what I had to do at the time. 12 months later, a win over Manly. Then comes 08, a 40 nil loss. Imagine the Beaver putting one over here now. The boy from Narrabeen, the boot in 93. Now it's come from Alford to Beaver. He got it away for Robertson. He got it back for the Beaver. Menzies has scored. Menzies is over the line. (laughs) Stephen Menzies has scored in the grand final. His departing grand final. Some of your teammates still haven't watched the game back of you? No. No. Can't do it? No. No. Still hurt? Yeah. All these years later? Yeah. You know, when I... 
yeah, things like that. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember that that feeling of just yeah, we're a really good time, uh, team at the time. Yeah, um, and a, a dominant team and a team that yeah, we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't handle losing. Uh, we didn't handle winning by you know small margins either. Like wow. it was it was that that we should have been you know, better than that today's yep. performance, even though if we got a win or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a tough time. Yeah, a lot lot went on around that. Um, but yeah, that's that's not taking any away from, anything away from Manly. They were red hot at the time. And they had everything to play for. You know, like Steve Menzies' um, last game and yep. and what a what a ma- massive moment. So. Um, it's funny that the, the two grand finals losses um, were in the the last games for for guys that I'd always looked up to. Um, 06 was Shane, Shane Webke, yeah. Um, 08 was Steve Menzies, and and they were two real players that you know, growing up I always admired and, and mm. looked up to. So it's cool um, to be part of a little bit of history. It, it was that's yeah. I'm, I'm forever grateful that I was actually there on that day. Yeah, but unfortunately. <laughs> They weren't the they weren't the happiest moments either. So, um, but yeah, it's just yeah. You know, like I said, I yeah, you know, I know it might sound like trying to play it down, but yeah, you know, small small country kid being on that big stage, I was, I was just so grateful to be there. Oh nine and your second win, a win over Parramatta. Same feeling of joy and emotion as oh seven, or do the two feel different? Oh nine felt a lot different. Um, you win a grand final. Um, I think, yeah, being the fourth grand final in a row, it's sort of just become this is what we do. Yep. Um, at the time, I remember going back and, and um, even the after party and, and looking around and, and you know, some of the players were just sitting around just having a chat like it was yeah, just an, another game of footy and wow. they're off going to go to bed early and, and do recovery the next morning. Uh, it had that sort of – had that feel to it, and um, yeah, it's it's really interesting that yeah, that that we weren't swinging off rafters, that we mm. weren't you know, partying like we probably you, know, you would after a grand final. That uh, yeah, that that feel, and I remember sitting there at, at one stage after the game, thinking like we've just we've won a grand final, but it doesn't feel like it. Not long after the oh seven oh nine titles, they'd be taken away on paper anyway. Your initial thoughts were what? Devastation. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that had a massive impact on on, on players. Um, <sighs> you know, 22nd of April, 2010. I remember the day. I remember the, the day every year. Um, it, yeah. Something that mm-hmm. you know, you've worked so hard for. Oh, it's, you yeah. know, I think of, you know, like, if a, you know, like, so many people that work so hard at university to get a degree or anything like that, and and then yeah, you know, like a, a doctor that's done a degree, spent mm. all that time, worked on it, achieved it, and then um, had it taken away for something someone else had done. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, yep. it, it, it does. It has a you know, it's probably it, it's also changed a lot of um, my outlook on a lot of things as well. I bet. Um, yeah, and that's probably comes back to coaching. You know, the, the, for me, it, you know, my ca- coaching now is, you know, and yeah, I, lo- I love winning. I love, I want to win. Yeah, you know, I want to be part of, you know, other others winning comps and whatnot. But it's probably not at the top of the list. It's it's probably you know, helping mm. people grow and get better and become become better. Yeah, you know, 
players, uh, people, uh, which is at the, the top of it, um, where it's it's probably pushed that you know, winning winning grand finals um, down a little bit, and that that may sound like a, a bad thing, but um, no. yeah, it, it, it really is. It's it's yeah, it changed and probably I don't, I don't know, maybe it's a, a good thing that um, yeah, that that winning isn't everything. Um, it, it's what what we achieve on the along the way, and and the things we've. Yeah, we get to do and, and be a part of that, that are probably more more of a priority. I've asked several of your teammates from that era the same question. All of you get an immediate lump in your throat when I do. I think what's often overlooked, and, and I go out of my way to make this point, you guys become the public face of it, but it's someone else's doing. It's someone else with a calculator in a back office somewhere that walked away I'm not going to say scot-free because people lost their jobs over it, but they were the they were the culprits. You were the victims. I think we often overlook the personal damage, the personal challenges, and the personal heartbreak and heartache that the players had to endure. Yeah, like Andy, you've got to remember, like they're talking about contracts and and you know, systems of being able to you know, breach. Um, salary caps and all, all this type of stuff. Like, you know, you're talking about footballers. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week, featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns. 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon. Legends 